All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, happy almost Thanksgiving, Augie Carton. What are you doing for Thanksgiving this year, John Hall? We're we're getting back together with the family. It's uh, everybody's vaccinated, feeling well, and we do a one year with my family, one year uh, with the in-laws, and kind of bounce back and forth. And uh, as all of the siblings have gotten married over the years, we've all gotten onto the same schedule. So we know that this is the year where we're all going to the parents' house. So we're all going to the parents' house and then next year we all suffer through the uh the, the cooking that is our in-laws uh at various points around the, <laughs> uh around the around the country but um that's not true one of my in-laws uh her her mom is a fantastic so and i don't really know about the others so oh that sounds like and fun. now and now i'm getting really panicked that they listen to the show and then it's like can well, you no, imagine of course they don't you can edit that yeah. You should have waited. You should have waited till I said something really dumb and let's rude, do, and then they'd have turned let's off. Let's do ten more seconds of silence and just start. <laughs> and then, uh, the show's. Uh, but yeah, we're, the- we're 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 staying local. <laughs> we're drinking local. We're eating local. It's uh, it's 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 going to be fun. The show's first ever cut is uh <laughs> is is. I think we've done maybe John like, picking on done, his families. Yeah, uh, of my my sister in law's uh, parents. Yeah, um, I think we've done like one maybe cuts over two. the years right cast two. two uh both for email addresses that we read aloud i think <laughs> <laughs> so all oh, right let's whoever introduce... would those have been yeah yeah <laughs> all right so we've just been babbling on about turkey and we haven't introduced eric so eric larkin of cohesion right cohesion i said that right yep. oh yeah right on uh you are in chicago uh denver denver I don't know why I thought, oh, you know why? Because you do classic loggers. And in my head, those only exist in two places, Chicago and Denver. And I went the wrong way. <laughs> um, <God>. So <laughs> what? Sorry, Eric. We'll, we'll try to get this back on track. No guarantees, but we're really going to try hard for you. Well, I, so, so to be fair, I just praise Dovetail and Beerstadt all at one time. So oh, yeah. Two I great we'll catch up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so let's talk about what you're doing. You you've you've taken the we do loggers thing even more narrow than our <laughs> other logger friends. You yeah. you only do like if I walked into a proper whatever you'd walk into in yeah. the Czech Republic. Yeah. Tavern. Are you only making beer? But you know, but you know what I mean, John. Because last time I was in the Czech Republic, they were selling Budvar, which I know is what it is, but that's all I ever saw. Yeah. So, but are you only making what they would make 
or is that you know what I mean? How 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 strict are you on that? Is everything a check logger? Yeah. So we kind of we kind of picked some things that we thought you know made a check logger a check logger, and we're we're only serving beers that are made in the kind of production techniques that uh, we think are important to to make check loggers. So yeah, we have six taps, um, and they are all check loggers. So uh, we're using the check naming conventions, uh, throwing some weird accents and words at people that they've never seen before, which is <laughs> all kinds of fun, new confusion, but uh, yeah, pouring, pouring through the lucers and trying to do things in a traditional, traditional check way. So yeah, pretty much uh, all check loggers. What is the word that you're throwing at people that they are most confused about? Um, polo tamavi is really hard uh, for a lot of people, but we even get as difficult as uh, Vishepni, which people kind of trip over notably because it has a lot of, there's like three accents on that word. Um, and in <laughs> English, we have no accents on anything. So three is a lot. Well, for except people. for Motley Crue. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there's no, there's no umlauts either, which is like the one accent that people know. There's no people truly understand. Right. Uh I live I live in a house where my wife and children both speak French and I always have to ask which way the the thing goes and they all look at me like I'm a dope and they're right. Anyway, so what else is going on with that? Um tell me this, let me ask you a question. I'm surprised I never asked Ashley. So one of the thing that makes check check for check loggers and tradition is the water. How much foolery are you doing to Denver water and how you know, what's your advantage to start with that water and what kind of corrections are you doing to authentically make Czech lagers? Yeah, we're doing um, three stage with the final stage is reverse osmosis. So we're going all the way down to about three ppm of total hardness is what our little sensor tells me. Um, and then I basically build back just a hair just to match kind of the traditional pills and water profile. But um, yeah, that soft water is a huge part of those beers. It's one of the things that they can't really change over there when they're making check loggers. So uh, I think it's a huge part of the style. And we uh, we invested in the the tiny, tiny reverse osmosis filter that can do a thousand gallons a day. Uh, so double batching or even back-to-back brew days are pretty much impossible for us right now. Wow. How big is your system? Uh, we have a 15 barrel brew house. Okay, nice. right on. And you can decoct on it? Yeah, we're doing decoctions on everything. We have a three vessel uh, mash kettle, louder ton, and then a whirlpool. So we're doing uh, single, triple, double decoctions. I, every beer on right now has at least one decoction. I think four of them have two or more on right now. Wow. So, yeah. So have you ever put hot rocks in your beer? <laughs> no, but I am. We are going to do. We are going to do the hot poker beer pretty soon here. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. We're That's getting, always a getting, lot. I want I want twenty I want twenty twenty two to be the year of hot things going into work. <laughs> um, yeah, you mean you mean like temperature hot, not uh, capsaicin heat hot. Like, right, let's, right. Let's right. be clear. Well, I, are... I wish it's sad to me that English never figured out the difference between picante and caliente. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so well, you know, you our lack of umlauts also play into that. But yeah, well, except for Motley Crue. Um, Anyway, go on, Eric. What were you just we saying are, before we I made my doing, joke? We are going to do a hot beer fest. It, it hasn't actually been announced yet, so this is kind of the sneak peek. Ooh. But with some, some friends up in Longmont, we're doing a hot beer fest. So everyone, there's only three breweries right now, uh, but the beers will be warm in temperature that will be served. So we'll have the 
temperature hot beers uh, as a small little beer fest. Can, what can, did they what what did they do to you as a child? <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's it's, my all, it's all Cascale. It's just all warm and flat. <laughs> no, it's my uh, my friends up at Primitive who are doing uh, Glue Creek, which is the like mold and spiced creek that they serve out of like a little carafe, like you get with mold wine at like a yeah. European beer market or a Christmas market. So they've they've been doing that for a couple of years. And then we're opening one other brewery who's going to do a barrel aged wassail that I guess they're going to serve hot as well. So, so yeah, when you're saying warm, like you're actually talking about a, a significant temperature. It's not like oh, cellar temp or something like that. Like, yeah, this is yeah, be, yeah. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna heat the Steam beer up coming off yeah. of yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're doing the poker beer, so we're gonna do the. I don't know. We haven't figured out how to do the fire part of that yet. I don't think we can have outdoor fires, so we might like do like the blowtorch method on the hot poker, but yeah, we're, nice. we're Good. doing a little hot, hot beer fast. You're going to need yeah. to watch a bunch of Tarantino movies to prep. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere, somewhere in there, you'll find the best way to heat up a piece of metal quickly. Have think, you, um, have yeah. you figured out what the base beer or what, what the beer that's going to get the, the hot poker treatment is going to be? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing a, um, so that's going to be our beer. Each brewery is kind of preparing their beer their own way for the hot part of it. So we're doing, um, I'm making a winter beer. I'm trying to avoid using the word Bach when we talk about it because it's the Czech don't really use that word, but that's the that's best. That's where I was going with this. Yeah. yeah, that's the best word for it. So we're going to call it like, a, uh, I think it's Vanochny is the word in Czech for like Christmas beer. And we're going to call it basically a holiday beer because Christmas beers don't sell in January. So um or a, or a winter winter beer i guess but it's going to be close close to a a bach so okay nice. what's the czech word for goat i mean that's uh, probably kozel. just the yeah well, well it's kozel which is the biggest dark one of the biggest dark beer producers so like yeah. when you go to when you go to the pubs in czech they normally have two beers on one will be light one will be dark so a lot of times it's pilsner Kell and kozel and that's that's the two so um kozlik is another word for bach like in in czech which is like a baby goat i don't know why they need the baby part in there but uh that's i've seen that used as kind of a word for bach in czech too well if you've ever spent any time around baby goats you would change everything to become oh. baby goats oh, I, I, I hate baby goats <laughs> do you i love i love baby oh. goats baby goats make my children so happy man i had to <laughs> i i actually sat or i watched some goats on a on a farm once overnight and there was this baby goat that bleeded through the entire night. And I probably got about 15 minutes of sleep that night. So that, that developed my hate for, for baby goats. Wow. Hate's yeah. a really strong word. I get it. It is. It is. It's just, I guess maybe this one particular baby goat was a big inconvenience <laughs> for me. So maybe I hate that one baby goat. I, I, I will point out that all of my baby goat exposure is usually around two in the afternoon with the sun up and yeah sleep is a no sleep yeah. is in no way threatened um yeah. all right we, we should um, talk we should talk about beer number one slow down should. yeah no, it's, i it's i, I wanted i wanted to keep talking about hot pokers and beer because that's i want i want to talk about beer one so we can get back to that all right fine have you not poured it yet i can i, have, I can talk on uh so you, you you have the beers i do i have the beers i have a, a stainless steel mug i'm drinking out Ooh, of so nice good 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 job, following, Justin. Following some of the rules. I sent him out. Justin, Justin's finishing up 2021 strong. He's headed <laughs> into right. 2022. With, 2021 uh, Justin really showing his face in late, late, late November. I did. Um, I, got, 
I got notes about pouring it in an opaque glass. So I was, love it. I was, wow. You know, I love yeah. it. Uh, all right. All right. So what brings everybody us pour it. What brings us together on Seal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer and what it is, not what we thought it would be, hoped it would be, or was told it could be. Um, to facilitate this, we drink blind out of opaque glasses. Um, in this lockdown situation, Mr. Kennedy has mailed beers around the world, obfuscated in artisanal aluminum foil and what looks like spackle tape. Um, yeah. Have you so? I moved, beer, so I lost the old. No, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't steal my punchline, Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> have you have you guys all seen the uh, the very slow like molasses uphill in January trickling of all of Justin's assets out on Facebook sales groups over the last three <laughs> months while he's been moving? No. The well, did you notice the packaging of this beer across the board was all moving shit yeah <laughs> like my beers were wrapped in the same shit you would put around your plates if you were moving. yeah mine too <laughs> yeah so so we had, we had there was a new it's flavor just an environmental justin cares about the environment that's right yeah. reuse reduce reuse recycle yeah there's no way there's no way this is reused <laughs> this is going um, right in the landfill yeah this is this is fresh stuff um anyway so we all got our beers john and i are drinking blind out of black wine glasses and eric's drinking out of a stainless steel glass um i will tell you i didn't miss the color when i poured mine though it was a muddy brown um Mm -hmm. usually i cannot notice color because i tried not to but this one i just looked dead at so that's bad on me but uh you want to start with notes or you want me to go first no, that sort of backs up what I, I didn't see the color, but that sort of backs up getting on, uh, on my taste buds right now. It's um, it's ashy. It's a little bit of stale coffee uh, in that good way, like like pot right. right before it turns. Like it's been on the burner for a while at the deli. Um, it hasn't fully turned acrid yet, like, but it's almost getting there. So it's like, all right, this is still a, a decent cup of coffee to go back to the newsroom with. And there's a little bit of residual sweetness on the, on the back end, uh, like a little bit of, you said molasses earlier, but like, I almost had like a a vague light Brown sugar, um, but not overly sweet, just some dark sugar with some depth to it. Uh, but overall sort of coffee roast and it's, yeah, this, this is you know, we were talking about pubs before. If I was at a, you know, a dim lit wood paneled pub somewhere and this was on draft, like, yeah, I'd have a mug or two of this and be, be all right with the world. Um, all right. I, I, if I was going to drink three pints, I think I'd shift over through its, its bitterness. Um, I didn't say three pints. I two mugs, eight ounces. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm thinking I like just, McSorley's. Like it, it, this makes me think of like McSorley's in a lot of ways. And I know wow, that like that dark is that not is, a compliment. I know that's dude, not a compliment. That is the meanest thing you've ever said about a beer on this show. Have you ever actually been to McSorley's? Yes. <laughs> of course. And you, you and you you're using that as an illustration of something you would drink. I'm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, right, if I'm going to drink right. McSorley's, I'm going to drink right. McSorley's Justin, at McSorley's. Justin, we, we have to find a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just ended you your entire career. Well, you can't it, go fantastic. against McSorley's. The once every five years you go to McSorley's, you drink McSorley's yeah. and regret it for the next three days. And then okay. you wait five more years before you go back. 
what I was saying was to, 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 just to clarify before you completely malign me. And I would like to say to whoever is, like, you know, this is, yeah. God didn't mean that. That was that no. was really mean to you, and I apologize. I'm thinking of a really good wood panel pub and small eight ounce glasses that I would have two of this in the middle of the afternoon, and I would be happy. Like if this was at a place like McSpleys, I'd be happy with that. What I will say is I think it's weird that Justin opened the tasting with this. It's kind of my first thing this morning, except for the coffee I had two hours ago. Um, and it feels so what it really feels like to me is one of the guys trying to make the argument that I make with unjunct that stouts can do a lot of things with just stout ingredients. You know what I mean? That you don't need to put a whole bunch of shit in it. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like that. And I think it's definitely showing a lot of what stouts can show, but my critique on it would be in these, in the day and age of like keto and paleo and high end stores like whole foods, I've learned the potentials of like these 80 and 90% dark chocolates versus what we used to call baking chocolate when we were kids. Okay. And you can do the big dark chocolate thing and let the, and still have those nuances of berries and sweet, you know, inherent sweetness to the aromatics of cocoa and not just be bitter chocolate. Um, okay. So it's just, I, I think, I think my guess is it's a fermentation pro profile issue and that it just, it needs a little tiny bit more of the yeast playing its game in there. And then I think it'd be a very amazing beer for a, if, unless they put something in this, if there's bitter chocolate in this, then obviously it's terrible. I, um, I don't get that impression, but I'm curious as yeah, to me either. Thinks. Okay. Let's go on to Eric. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, I'm getting a lot of that, uh, that bitter chocolate really well balanced, I think with some like sugary sweetness, but I agree it's missing some of those, those bright fruit notes, like that nice, that dark cherry. Sometimes I get on some stouts like this, um, yeah. that, that really complex of make it more complex. And yeah, to get like those, that dark chocolate bar, that's, I I've been on those dark chocolate bars for a long time. My mom's had bars of chocolate in the fridge since I can remember. <laughs> and I've been sneaking bites for 30 some years now. So, you know, I, she, and she moved on to the bitter ones a long time ago. Um, and yeah, when you get that, like that fruitiness that comes through all that bitterness it, and then that dark chocolate bar, it's really cool. And I agree with you. I think it's just missing some mid mid kind of brightness to it. Um, but I could, I could also, like John said, I could be in a basement pub, uh, never been to McSorley's, so can't compare there, but uh, I could, the, I could the be sad in, I could, the sad out, you, get you the, have to go. Yeah. You have yeah. to go. You got to get the crackers, but you don't, I'm, but you don't go for the beer. <laughs> I, I just I, I disagree i think you go for the beer so that you can have the experience of saying that you've had the beer disagree. yeah anyway you, eric you, you were you saying get your four and four you get your cut onions you get your jar of mustard think you about know, everything you just said i i am i am giddy <laughs> with anticipation of going back because of it my only sad thing is uh hey 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 doesn't have his place down the street anymore that is sad anyway eric was saying Yes, <laughs> I think I think the, the but that I mean, I think the vibe you're going for, which is like that dark basement cozy pub. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Like, yeah, I think I could have a couple of these in that that pub. And like, I think that cocoa powder kind of comes through in a in a cool way. But it's uh, yeah, I don't think it's something I, I, I wouldn't be drinking more than about 16 ounces of it. That feels about right. 
Yeah. Fair enough. I, I get that. I agree with, I think we all agree. Like I said, so John, I think while it sits in my mouth, uh huh, it's, I think you said ashy. Yeah. So my, my problem is you can land on ashy if you give us the fruit to balance it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Here. But without that fruitiness, it's like, why am I landing on ashy? No, there's that uh, nice, but, yeah, there's that nice like red berry fruit or that just that generic red note that you can get from you know a decent stout or a good stout. And yeah, I, I I'm I'm hunting for it here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So fine, we all agree. Nice stout, good for uh I don't know. I, I, are you guys describing a Dungeons and Dragons game? What? Because because what what you guys are describing feels to me like it's you know where I want an ESB. Like I want to be watching soccer with an ESB. Yeah, I don't no want to drink this. One. I don't want to drink this when I'm watching soccer. Yeah, there's yeah, no but this doesn't taste anything like McSorley's. This I know, is so but I'm much saying more that body than to, I understand that, but I'm saying that I want to be at a bar like McSorley's and there are no televisions at McSorley's. You don't feel this is higher alcohol? This has got to be somewhere like seven or eight. I'm you not drank comparing this, like you drink this to the dark. I'm not comparing this to the dark. <laughs> I'm literally saying that this was the type no, of I get beer it. I get it. that but I would I'm like to drink is, there. Yeah. What I'm getting is part of the fun of drinking at McSorley's is you can drink 12 pints at a time. And actually, this will bring us back. Look, look how I'm going to tie this in. All right, they here don't we go. Call, they don't call it a Czech Moloko pour, but that's mm. what McSorley's gives you. Right. So for those no, of you who cause... don't know, for those of you who don't know to get beers and make sure you have to order them two at a time. Yes. Most people order at least, you know, half a, you know, half to half to a baker's dozen if, at a time. If you order a beer, you get two mugs. Right. But they're only half full of beer each. Right. Because they have a terrible draft system <laughs> that hasn't been cleaned since the 1890s. Yeah. All right. Reveal what this beer is. Is that part of the charm of this place? The oh, it's a hundred percent part of the charm <laughs> yeah. for the place. One of the great no, no, no. things was stop, stop, stop. The charm <laughs> of this place was this was the last place in New York City to put a woman's bathroom in. Okay, like this was the last holdout. Yeah, Irish in the guy, 1970s side yeah. drinking bar. Mm-hmm. Like they they weren't ever going to change. Screw everybody. Fiorello Laguardia can go fuck himself. We. No women in our bar. Most of the brogs feel that way too, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they're they're that place. They are they are they are they are a time capsule. Is anyway. this the place with the sawdust on the floor? Yes. Yeah. I think I think it's just the floor has been walked on so many times it's sawdusted. One of the things they was never though, sweep it out. They never <laughs> swept it out, and they never, uh, or they rarely cleaned. But they, there was always this thick layer of dust that existed uh, on the, like on all of the fixtures and everything else. And I mean, it, it was just dust that was comprised of everybody who had ever been through there uh, in the two hundred year history of this bar. Until Mike Bloomberg went in once uh, pre uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day and saw the dust and actually called the city's health commissioner and had the place like shut down and deep cleaned. So all of the dust that had been there basically since the Kennedy administration uh, was suddenly gone and the place lost a little bit of its charm because Mike wow. Bloomberg doesn't know. Yeah, don't, how to, don't bring that guy how to, to go to proper pubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these spider webs. Yeah. All right. Oh, so gosh. Yeah. What are we so, drinking, Kennedy? So, Kennedy, what are we from- sipping on? This is from your your garden state there. This is from 
Alimentary Brewing. This is Low Earth Orbit Oatmeal Stout. So huh. okay, it says a quality stout doesn't need an ABV that reaches for escape velocity. We've engineered this stout with a more approachable burn in a profile combining the best of both roast and dark chocolate malts. Enjoy anywhere between sea level and low earth orbit. Hang on a second. What's Hang the on. ABV? A quality stout doesn't need an ABV that reaches for escape velocity. So what would that make you think the ABV, the high end if of that it, ABV would that's, be? That's what I want to ask, because I think this thing is somewhere around six or seven. Those words tell me it's three. Yeah. Right. And this is 6.7. I would have assumed. Yeah. You're, <laughs> I know. I just read this on the side. Sub okay. five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So wait a second. Wait a second. What do they think an average stout's ABV is? I think they're thinking of imperial stouts, but it's an oatmeal stout. So I don't know. I mean, my milk stout's 3.9 and my stout stout's 7.8. What's Guinness? Like four or five? No, mm-hmm. lower. Sub yeah. four. Or sub five, I mean. No, it's like it's like spot on four. Yeah, it might be four. Four. If I mean, only we had a producer to look it up. I'm doing it. When I was when I was making stouts, that's four point two. Yeah. Four point two. I love that four percent stout range. I think that's a really fun stout range to play in. But yeah, I don't six six seven is maybe maybe <laughs> I mean I've seen imperial stouts at eight percent. I don't know what that yeah. means, but I've seen it. Well, I think you can call anything north of eight imperial. That's my my rules on that are, you know, six to eight is single, eight to ten is double, ten and up is triple. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about the pours because your your site Mm -hmm. does a very good job of explaining the three pours and the idea behind all three. And I, as I see more and more people becoming enamored with, you know, side pours have definitely picked up a lot of, uh, a lot of traction these days. And between, between Ashley's slow pour pills and Mm -hmm. just everybody who's trying to get back into clean beers or pulling out the side pours, everybody's not everybody, but you know, that section of people are fascinated by them, but I don't think everybody understands the thinking behind the three styles of pour. So why don't you fill everybody in on what they are and why people do them? Yeah. So we, so the check, there's a couple more pours that we don't do, but these are the three that I think I've, I've seen the most in the Czech Republic and Pilsner Raquel pushes these three. So I'm kind of following their lead a little bit on that one. Um, Smart. but the, the, I think the, <laughs> Hladinka is the standard pour. It, it translates kind of to standard. So that's about three, two or three fingers of foam, maybe four in some crazy places in Czech um, on a half liter mug. Um, and the the schnitt is sort of the pour. They described it to me when I've been over there as like the tapsters, when they're starting their shift, they always pour themselves a schnitt to taste it. Um, but so that one's two fingers of beer, four fingers of foam, and at least one finger of empty space in the beer. Um, hmm. is that so you don't get of, foam on your nose? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I don't, I'd never understood why. I think it was partly because they just didn't want to buy a smaller glass to serve you beer in. So they just said, oh, that makes sense. Half the beer in the big glass. So we only have to have one size of glass in this bar. I like, um, I like your application of Occam's razor there. <laughs> Almost every time I'm looking for a reasoning behind it, it's, it's the right answer is something like what you just said. Yeah. They didn't so want to buy different glassware. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's, that's what it seems like to me but it's also like the they've also described it to me as like the i'm running late 
you know, and my wife's mad at me, but I want one more beer. So make it a schnitt. I'll just have a quick one um, as kind of like the reason for that. And then the, the Maliko is the all foam pour with that little glisten of, of beer at the bottom for those golden beers. But the, I think the flavor differences. So the, the foam really, I mean, foam is, is structurally a different compound, right? It's made up of proteins. So it's got different flavors to it. And we notice even when we pour the different foam styles, there are different flavors to the foam versus the beer. Um, and if you let that foam settle into beer with the way it comes out with these lucre faucets, you know, there is some liquid in there, obviously that's how it is a little bit more drinkable with these faucets, but it will, it will change flavor. So you got to kind of take a sip pretty, pretty quickly of it being served. But if you do that, you get this, um, integration of flavor that's kind of different than beer. So for me, I like to kind of apply, um, I learned this when I was tasting about sake, this mouth mixing idea of kind of the number of times you get to mix the foam and the beer in your mouth to create those different flavors. So Padinka, you maybe get one sip where you're kind of mixing this protein rich structure with the beer and getting that flavor. The schnitt, you might get three or four of those sips and Maliko, you're supposed to just chug the whole thing, but you get, you get all uh, protein, you know, all that foam, that rich, luscious foam flavor. So it's kind of the three pours represent three different ways to taste the beers to me. Um, and some of them like the Maliko is just, it's just something kind of fun and different. There's, there's been some interesting articles. Evan rail just put out a super interesting one on good beer hunting, basically talking about like, is the Maliko authentic? And I don't exactly know where he landed on it. I think he kind of says, you know, he's the writer who's living in Prague and has been writing about Czech beer for 15 years, if not more. Um, and he, he kind of lands on like, if you go to these tiny pubs and outside, you know, Prague in Czech and you ask for a Maliko, they're kind of going to look at you like you have three heads on, but you know, anywhere in Prague or in Pilsen, this is, it's standard. Everybody knows what it is and they kind of have fun with it. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's part of what beer should be is a fun way to consume this beverage. And so it's been, it's been fun exploring that one for us and, and just offering something different. So do, uh, I hate to ask this sentence because it comes from such a terrible place, but is it cheaper? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we, I mean, we settled, we settled each one. So again, the, the phone will, I don't mean in your, there. I don't mean in your bar, but I'm glad, but over there, like if I ordered one of these in check, yes. What would the, what would the proper pour in the mug cost me versus the Malika? Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's all percentages because the beer there is like a dollar 25. So it's like a dollar versus a dollar 25, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it does, it settles. So we, we've measured like the Malika will settle in a half liter mug. If we fill it up with foam, it'll settle to about eight or nine ounces of beer. And the schnitt pour settles to about 12 ounces of beer. Okay. So we, Interesting. we, we scale it below our, we do offer two different sizes of mugs because I don't think Americans can handle one size of mug. Um, <laughs> and, and so we, we scale it down to the price that basically the, the smaller pour is, but I get it. That makes sense. Um, yeah. When I was, when I was over there and it was in the nineties, right out of, you know, coming right out of communism and all that, yeah. but there was a yeah. place called sports bar Praha. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we were. That's where Americans did their drinking because they right. play Simpsons reruns every night. <laughs> Um, but yeah. the joke was the back of the t-shirt said where every 13th beer is free. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to the, my traveling companion that that was a safe bet 
because every beer was a liter and cost a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that once yeah. you had a dozen liters of beer, they owe you one. <laughs> well, they yeah. do. They do when they so they notch the coasters or or your tab in checks. A lot of times, there's the beer is one price no matter which beer you're getting. So they can just come around and put a little nick on a piece of paper saying how many beers you have, and they call it uh, build, building a fence because you get that fifth one where you go diagonal, and so you can build a fence on your paper. And I mean, I've I've heard of some pretty tall fence. These are skinny slips of paper, but I've heard of some people building some decent fences. And I mean, some of the beers are three, three, eight, three, three. So, I mean, you can, you can, you can yeah. get a decent amount of them down. 13 is a lot though. 13. Well, and you, you're owed a buyback after a dozen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. All right. So let's talk about these styles you're making and the, is it Plato? Those numbers are mm -hmm. based on. Yep. Yep. So, so let's run through the Plato's. And then what I actually want to hear after you've basically broken it down for everybody is even in such a tight scope of regional style guides, does there still break out that kind of, you know, do the people in the bar drink one beer at a seven to one ratio? Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, like they do here, but for obviously hazies versus Pilsner's kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, is, is there right. one that, that even with, you know, because for me, if I get in there, I imagine I just try to drink one of everything and go mm -hmm. um, to have tasted them all. But but I have this I have this vision that if I live near you, I'd decide what my favorite is and just drink 20 of those a day. Right. So. Right. So how does that play out? Yeah. So we have uh, we're following on the Plato stuff. That's all following the check. So it's all tax based. Um, they, they get taxed on the starting Plato of the beers. Um, so they have different names for different tax brackets, basically. Um, so we follow that naming convention when we're using the check names. And it's also why, but if you look at beers made over there, they still, to this day, even the, I saw on Instagram the other day, the, the, uh, gelato, bilberry, sour, you know, it still has 21 Play-Doh in front of it. They don't, they don't drop really? that even, even when they're doing the crazy, you know, yes, gelato smoothie sours, um, <laughs> that, that's still, oh, wow. I bet you pastry stouts much must be ridiculously expensive if it's taxed on original play-doh it's above once you're above uh 14 you're basically in the top bracket so it's not oh, okay it's, yeah it's not okay. that hard to get to the top bracket. <laughs> okay i was like damn i drank some beers last weekend that would have uh would have been yeah. million dollar beers <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so bruce bruce kind of get known for like their eight ten twelve um eights are less common but tens and twelves are pretty much the two common you know numbers that people use and and people will say like oh i like that brewery's 10 i like that brewery's 11 like you kind of know the beer by the number and it doesn't even really have a name um now but what happens when multiple styles have the same starting gravity you know what so i mean like then, yeah so then you would just say okay i like their dark 11 or okay. i like their pale I you. 11 I you. So, you, so then so that's the two ways they name beers in check is the that strength and then the color and that's basically it so Svetli Lejak which is what Pilsner Raquel is is a pale lager and anything between 11 to uh third or it's yeah 11 to 12.99 is a Lejak and so if you're in that style that's that's what you call it and then you basically have pale half dark dark and black and you pick one of those words and it, it just removes a lot of this. Honestly, part of the reason I'm attracted to these styles, I don't have to name the beers. Like I yeah, just- Yeah, lucky you. Right, right? It's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pale lager. 
that's it. I'm done. Like, Nailed it. Uh, and so it's, I mean, that's, that's how they name it over there. And, and you just, you start to, breweries just don't make a ton of beers, but if you start to dig into some of the, even the larger Czech breweries, their websites, they'll have like 10, 11, 12, and a 14 all pale beers. And they'll offer that. But most of the time, if what they're selling, like the, their big seller would be one of those pale beers and one of the dark beers. And so you don't even really know the other pale beers until you go to their tap room, which is, you know, maybe an hour outside of Prague or something. So a lot of people don't don't get to it and don't know that they make more than a 10 and a 12, essentially. Now, when I when I imagine these places, I imagine. I don't imagine like A.B. Newark, but I imagine those giant fucking lager places of like the lion out here or you know, those turn of the last century <clears throat> coming out of prohibition FX Mac kind of places, these yeah. places, if Let's that's not the compare business, the lawn to Matt, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, but just, but, but yeah. what I'm saying is if these places, one are the, are the, are there 15 barrel places out there? One and two, assuming everything's the, you know, 50 hectoliter thing I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Um, are they just brewing one tank of the others, multiple tanks of the two commons, or are there smaller tanks? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Like, how do you handle yeah, doing a, 12 different beers, two of which sell significantly more? Right. I think so. For those larger breweries, I think they do like, uh, and, and like Budvar would be a good example. Like, they launched, I think they launched a new brand last year that was called Budvar 33. And that was because it had 33 IBUs in it, which was more bitter than their regular one. Um, and, and that was, that was the big new release for Budvar that year. Um, but they, so I think for like Budvar, they would have, you know, most of their tanks are consumed with two beers and then they do one or two tanks of other beers. Um, and it's basically like, uh, unless they launch something big like that, you have to go to their brew to get it. Um, but the, the smaller craft breweries, it's, it's, they they kind of vary. There's some, there's a lot of breweries that still exist as like the town's brewery. Um, so one that one that you guys might've heard of is like the Unatitska, which I think I, I listened to a couple episodes. You guys were talking about be United, bringing stuff in and canning it. And I think they, they might be one of the breweries that they're doing that for or starting to do that for. I'm not, I'm not totally positive, but um, Unatitska is definitely one of the darling like craft lager producers in Czech and, but it's just the, the town's brewery. So they have like a 10, 15 hectoliter looking system. Um, I think they have like 10 open fermenters, and then maybe I think they had 10 or so lager tanks too. Um, they were doing lagering and cylindroconicals, but um, that place also only had four beers on when I went. Um, and two, one of the differences between two of the beers, they had 10 point, they went down to the decimal point on Play-Doh. So the 10.7 Play-Doh filtered and a 10.7 Play-Doh unfiltered. And those were two different, of four beers, half of their menu was the same beer filtered and unfiltered. Um, <laughs> genius. genius it's uh it's uh, uh you know when we say that same thing about the hazy makers yeah they, uh, we get yelled at right um, i want to see so what the talk, untapped scores about, are yeah. let's talk about your spot um mm-hmm. so what are the two brews you're brewing all the time and what mm-hmm. are the what are the fool arounds and what what surprises mm-hmm. you that people key in on knowing what they do so i didn't i haven't even mentioned but you're from out 13 which we yeah. all know and have been close with but the, the thieves do know that out 13 is very 
near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some history there. But you, you have been in the fucking hazy oh, pastry yeah. business, and now you're in this business. Yep. So what, what surprised you when you made it that people were like, I love it. And what, what, <laughs> you know, what is, what were you like? Yeah. Well, that's why we did this. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So we, so we basically keep, I'm trying to keep that same sort of check model with a 10 a 12 and then a Tamavi, which is a dark, that's kind of our core three that we're doing. And then we have three, we've only been open like four months. So I haven't done a ton of, you know, playing around yet, but the, the other three, so we like we did a wet hop beer. Like that was, I took our 10 degree recipe and I put Colorado grown Cascade on that. And like that was one of the beers that, you know, was a crazy one off for us. Um, and so, like, I think we'll, we'll, we definitely use the 10 and the 12 are the two most commonly consumed styles in the Czech Republic. And like those two styles are pretty much 90% of their consumption. So the pale, the pale lager, the 10 degree pale lager and the 12 degree pale lager are really most of what they drink um and i'd I'd like it to be that way in our pub but as we all know you don't get to dictate what your consumers drink unless 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 (laughs) unless that's all you offer and that's kind of a yeah (laughs) sink or swim (laughs) kind of proposition uh but yeah so we're we're definitely seeing the 12 degree is is really popular um which i didn't i didn't think people i thought people would gravitate towards a lower abv if they were looking for a pale czech beer um so that's kind of been surprising. Our amber lager was our bestseller for like six weeks, which was really strange to me that on a menu of, you know, what people would equate to a Pilsner, but we don't, we don't use that word, but what they would equate to a Pilsner was being outsold by an amber lager was kind of mind blowing for a little bit. Um, no doubt. But, but I think, and we had, and we had a dark lager around the same time, which I know people have seen the word or, you know, a lot of, I see more breweries making Tamavis and Czech dark lagers and using the Czech words for it. Um, so I know that maybe that word has a little bit more exposure, but there's not a lot of polo Tamavis or the half dark lagers um, that I've, that I've seen people use, try and use that Czech word. Cause that's one of the ones that people mispronounce the most, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to talk about beer too. We've, we've, we've gone long again. Um, yeah. Beer two. What do you got, John? I'm, I'm digging this. This is tart lip smacking balsamic, uh, some sort of Flanders esque. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just kind of digging. It's, I don't know. It's, it's bracing. Um, I'm doing it in very small sips. This is, this is Me one too. of those ones where, uh, if, if I opened up my throat anymore, uh, the acid reflux might, uh, <laughs> might, might start to hurt me, but, uh, this is, I, I don't know. It's, it's bright. It's lively. It's tart. It's got underripe raspberry and all sorts yeah. of just like, it's, it's got like an elderberry thing to it. I don't, like, I don't know if I know elderberry, uh, quite that well, but yeah, really, it's, uh, no, it's not one of those. Your father was a new, <laughs> um really so it, it's it's like it's like half the distance between blackberry and raspberry oh it's it's so i used to chug some elderberry like tonic when I <laughs> holds man they yeah they sell that stuff at this natural food store i worked for that stuff was it worked too but it was oh, i love it really good yeah <laughs> i used to chew the gum too but yeah. so do, do you see what i'm saying like it's yeah. it's somewhere yeah. half the distance between blackberry and blueberry and there's a ton of it but it's like they but it's like a completely uh, vinified because um, it tastes high gravity. You know, it tastes boozy. Um, 
And what I'll tell you is whatever wood they age this in has seen some some use. This is <laughs> this is this is tired miles wood. on it. This yeah, is uh, this is yeah. this is classic, you know. This is uh I feel like this brewery has to be 20 years old at this point and they might have been using this fooder for 20 years. Um and this is all in praise. Um, it goes back to my home brewing days when I was in mom's garage. That's yeah. right, exactly. I've been, I've been carrying this fooder from <laughs> brewery to brewery since since nigh on 40 years. But um but yeah, it's, it's it's shockingly abrupt when it's done being there and it just leaves you with the fruit, which I think is something you want from a fruited beer. The uh, I think your balsamic note is fucking fantastic because it's it's right that it's it's that place where oxidization and fruitiness and acidity all come together mm-hmm. in a positive way a la balsamic um yeah but it's uh it shuts down when it's after that alcohol goes away it shuts down and just stays like here's that berry you were drinking eric what do you think of this one it it reminds me of one of my favorite beers um which is the the dola the or beer reserva uh okay it, it it hits like that it's not quite as dark or or as malty uh kind of poking through all those flavors which is really <laughs> hard to do uh but i yeah I, I love the sourness on this i think the way that like you're saying augie it drops off and you kind of leaves you wanting another sip which yeah it's not a this is not a light beer by any means but that that's a pretty impressive feat to kind of yeah. drop that much flavor and then just back out and and kind yeah. of leave you saying hey i want i want more of that flavor Where yeah. so it's, <laughs> but the, still the, a tiny little sip finish. i am still yeah. not pouring it in my mouth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right but yeah it's 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 yeah. i mean it's like it's like a candy like yeah. you know what i mean like a sour candy version of these flavors like but yeah, all from fruit. beer it's not like somebody put candy in it but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like this all comes together to be, I think John's balsamic note is the right note, Yeah. but it really is like, if somebody gave me a blackberry balsamic for Christmas, which does happen almost every Christmas, I would be happier if they tasted like this. Right. Yeah. And it's and definitely I drink some, them. some strong fruit coming through, which is like oh, yeah. the differences of that, you know, the Belgian, that the Dola beer that I love, you can tell that, that they created that with, with more malt and this has got fruit derived, but it's really cool how it plays at some of those notes. And like you said, the wood, the wood character in there is just rounding it out and yeah. gives, gives a lot of depth to it that I really like. John, where are you drinking it? So after we leave McSorley's, <laughs> Oh God. Uh, and then we head over to tiger. I'm, I'm hopeful that this is on the bottle list at tiger. You know, um, you, you, you've you've made it. You've you made it you know, a, I don't think I don't think they let you into Tiger if you're coming from McSorley's. <laughs> well, I mean, they can smell it on you, but yeah, it's, I, uh, dude, you they can smell it on you for three days. <laughs> Nobody will again, not part know of the charm. Part of the charm. hours after leaving. Part of the charm. It's like going to Cryons growing up in South Orange. Um, Eric, the funniest thing about this this bar is there are people so into the idea of having gone to McSorley's that they will line up to be the people that started drinking at McSorley's at 6 a.m. on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. See, that's and the thing. You that's, don't that's go something. to McSorley's on St. Patrick's Day. Well, I, know, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is all of the drinking you can do at McSorley's, you should be able to do in half an hour. Of course, <laughs> when everybody goes, they stay for four or five hours. On St. Patrick's Day, they don't leave. 
Yeah. They, they, they destroy destroy themselves on was always best beer. at 2 p.m. <clears throat> on a Tuesday afternoon. Like you, you, it, it, It's a solid day drinking bar for yeah. two, three hours, and then you'd go off into the world. Agreed. But then you'd go down at you'd go down to Jimmy's or Monk's. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, so I, I, I don't mind still around. This is like hopefully like on Jimmy's, Jimmy's was supposed to op- Jimmy's was supposed to open at four and would open around six. <laughs> so you stop and make sure when he woke up. Years. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But but if this was on like his dusty bottle list, if Jimmy's was still around, that's like that's where I would go and I would drink this and this would sort of set me back right for for the day. Yeah, I feel I feel like you've nailed it. I want that to be. Okay. I want this to be the we were drinking crappy black lager all day and this somehow stayed Which again, in the vein is of the not what we're saying about it. the first beer that's not no, what we're saying about lager. the first beer it's i know i understand. <laughs> understand that was an uh, stout it was um, i will say this if a little tiny bit of this fruit was lent to that stout <laughs> that would be a perfect beer. oh well now we're just now we're getting into mixology that's <laughs> right right I might have to. I might have to. I might have to. Huggy, Arnold Palmer. He's gonna head down to the lab. Yeah. <laughs> I might have Boy, to Arnold fetch Palmer me my lab coat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eric, where are you drinking this? Write your sentence. Where Where's the appropriate place for you to be enjoying this beer? I think some of those. Uh, it. De- I mean, it brings me. I've had some beers in some Belgian cafes that definitely strike this. Like one of those old quirky ones that has all the used or like. Uh, it looks like a flea market inside of there. I feel like yeah. that, that kind of place. <laughs> yeah. So <Jimmy>. Justin. <laughs> no, this is not from Belgium. This is from Chicago. What? This is not from Belgium. It's from Chicago. This is from Off Color Brewing. It is uh, called Blackberry Fox in the Snow. And it uh, is a fooder aged wild ale refermented with blackberries. 8.4% alcohol. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Attaboy. Gravity. 16, I didn't even know it was that high. 16.1 Play-Doh. IBUs 10. Okay. Secret ingredients, blackberries and pouncing. You're not supposed to tell people. And what? <laughs> pouncing. Look at the label. There's a fucking oh, pouncing. The, the, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's because the, the wolf of the snow. Pouncing in the snow. Yeah. 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 Isn't, isn't one of his jokes the predator joke doesn't he have like an apex, apex predator. predator beer yeah. yeah i love him he's a good beer maker yeah. thanks for this one this is justin beer. by the way the, the combination of these two beers back to back really well done you got to to let us walk down uh east seventh once again it was that's right so... old east seventh yeah uh, from the Before glass the line fu- tanks of old latrobe i also yeah. like right. the size of this beer it's in a 250 milliliter bottle 8.5 this is fucking 8.4 percent I know, but it's a cute little bottle. I, that's why. That's part of why it's I thought adorbs. this was. I thought yeah. this was Belgian. This looks like yeah. a little Belgian bottle you get. Yeah. I was found us how to do it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, tasty fucking beer too. Really nice work. Yeah. Um. All right. Good on you. Now, Justin, you got this in Brooklyn. Yeah, I got this at Beer Witch, our my new go-to uh, beer spot. Well, yeah. Thank God those people help you out. What? Why did, what, I mean, it's nice. I, listen, I love that you're supporting an independent uh, bottle shop, but you know, we printed up all these Justin Bodega items, which now <laughs> kind of seems like a waste. I, Didn't we learn that Beer Witch was there. Justin's Bodega? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you have a Do you have a letter, my friend? 
I got a weird letter if you guys want to know. Yeah, perfect. Yes. I love weird letters. It's a Mary Fuck Kill letter. Is that okay? Uh, uh, what? I get it depends. This is a first. A, what is it this? It depends. Who, it's, you know what Mary Fuck Kill is. It's a list of three people, oh. and you got to say which one you'd marry, which one you'd fuck, and which so one instead you'd of kill. people, it's pairings edition. So this is coming from John R. He says, Kennedy, my man, you got it right. Um, you guys know- Well, you've, ar- you've already moved way up our letter list. <laughs> you guys know the game. Choose wisely. All right. The first one is Coca-Cola and nacho cheese Doritos. The second one is pink Dom Perignon and cold fried chicken. And the third one Obviously. is carton canoe and a block of Cracker Barrel, cheddar, and Triscuits. Those are all great. I don't even have to answer. That's easy. Yeah. Mar- marry the marry the dom. It's got to be 06. Um, obviously, I'd fuck with canoe and, and Cracker Barrel all day. And got to kill, kill Coca-Cola and nachos. You're right. Yeah. 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 Way yeah, too no, easy. Yeah, that's a pretty that's pretty good. I think that's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Eric's never even had canoe. And he knows that that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you don't know that he hasn't had canoe. People trade for those three percent beers. Uh, John. I th- I've had, I've had, <laughs> I've had boat, but I haven't had canoe. Uh, that's because boat's the best beer in the world. But um, no, canoe is a little thing we only do for John Hall's ego once every other year. But I'll make sure you get a can in two years. Nice. Um, Everybody loves smoked cream ales. <laughs> oh, <laughs> should we smoke it this time? Oh yeah, next time we got to smoke it. <laughs> the smoke you beer know, is you, back. That's oh, it, dude. Single-handedly championing the the smoke beer effort, John Hall. But so Kennedy um, writes about it in Punch, and then Charlie Papazian of all people decides to go out and retweet it uh, to that. the world. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, Justin, well done getting the OG to the high, the to spread your word. The apex of my career, you know. Really, the Scratch and Sniff well. book wasn't it. <laughs> The Boxing Day release of your Scratch and Sniff beer book wasn't the high point of your... I, I had to look up who Charlie Papazian was. So. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I kid, I kid, I kid. Wow. Oh, that's Justin. I, I, even I don't know how to save us from that outline. <laughs> get at us, y'all. Oh, boy, <laughs> get at us. <laughs> Speaking Jesus of editing, I'll, I'll cut that one out. <laughs> no, this, this whole thing's going to be 20 seconds long when we take all the embarrassing shit out. Uh, hey, Eric, man, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Really nice talking yeah. to you. I can't wait to be out in Denver again. And I, I've got bad news for you, but I'm sure you understand. I keep swearing I'm going to go to other places in Denver. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't. You mean, you mean you end up at beer shop all the time? Because that's and have, and have never left too. it. And have never left it. Um, and I feel foolish for that. But it's it's. I was just out there for four days, and I went there eight times. Um, I can't, I can't blame you one bit for that. I I mean now I, yeah. I live north of Denver, but now Beershot <laughs> is like five minutes from the brewery, and I'm there way more often than I was before. <laughs> that's awesome. Are they are they fun neighbors to have for what you're into? Or is oh yeah, they, yeah. I imagine they would be. Yeah, that's no, great. great. That's yeah. super great that's awesome all right well if it's that far maybe i'll definitely make it between you know you know how long it takes them to pour a beer i could probably get three at your place in between <laughs> that's what you uh, were saying you order two at mcsorley's i'm like beer shot that's where i order two beers oh like, i order a I mean, dozen it I actually a dozen this makes shot. sense right <laughs> if if you're five minutes away from beer stot you can yeah. order the slow pours go to your place 
have a beer and go back and your you slow just, pours are you ready. Chug a, you chug a Maliko. You chug all, you call uh, us, we'll have nope. a Maliko ready for you. Oh, chug man. Oh, oh, all buddy. All right, all hey, thieves, thieves you, have your, you have your assignment. So here's what I will tell you all. There is a very good beer stot ordering app that only works within a certain range of the brewery. So what I think you do is <laughs> nice. click the order button right as you walk out of the boundary, go slam two milkos and walk back. And you should be, I think I could time that exactly right. Yeah, Man. you might need a, you might need a scooter, but I think it's possible. Uh, <laughs> all right, a scooter for the first time. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or you just get the uber and that. you just have the guy just sit outside for a few minutes and just be just keep it running and then just <laughs> ping pong back and forth that's much more efficient because then you can actually work in the hells at, yeah. at beer stout right. as well we should Dude, make this justin justin we should make this a class trip where we let some <laughs> patreon level we'll get like the most ridiculous prom limo ever <laughs> we'll just bounce back and forth between the two spots drinking fucking pilsners. I love this. <laughs> this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, cast. It's time for you to do the casting. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank Eric again, um, you know, because I did have the pleasure of drinking there at CBC. So, you know, you thank- went. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this is the reason why he is on the show. I okay. curated yeah, this. Yes. Right. Good job, I produced buddy. this. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I produced, damn it! Wow! So, Eric, thank you. This makes me even more impressed that Kennedy got him beers and we had a letter. Yeah, yeah, we we (laughs) really we really rounded out on this one. But Eric, no, seriously, thank you for coming on, man. Um, where can they find you? First off, let's shout out your social medias, and obviously they know they can find you in Denver. But yeah, it's all guide our thieves. It's all at Cohesion Beer. So we're on Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to do Twitter. I don't understand it, but I've I'm trying. So we're on there too neither do we um but yeah if you would like to write us letters steal this beer podcast at gmail.com follow us on all social medias at steal this beer that's facebook that's twitter that's untapped that's the gram and yeah and i would like to actually give one shout out to uh murphy johnson of blackstack brewing in minnesota he's a fan of the show and uh apparently thinks I'm a celebrity, so um, <laughs> he he he. Uh, we just recently started canning in Minnesota, and uh, he, he he ran into my uh, you know VP, and uh, <laughs> he's asked, a good. Asked if I'm coming dude. to Minnesota, yeah, we should probably get him on. The I know show. him. He's a good dude. Awesome. All right, well, let's get him on. But yeah, shout well, out, thanks, everybody. Thanks, don't everybody. Don't forget to go that's, on. Don't forget to go thing. on iTunes. That's how you get on the show. Is cast. you tell you tell people that you like casts. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's how I got on the show. That's anyway. True. All right, y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers.